Hello, Pastor Steve Waldron with Biblical Archaeology Today. I'm so grateful you're here with us, and I'm very thankful to be your host. We're looking today at some early 19th century textual criticism. Textual criticism of the Bible, you could say, maybe really began in earnest. Some would say with Spinoza, most would say with Simon in the 1660s, 1670s era. And you can kind of do a line through the history. I remember doing a uh, thing at a Steadfast conference in 2004 on the history of textual criticism. David Cloud maybe has the best history that I know of. Burlandstudylight.org has a great condensation of this history. And so we're in the early 19th century. And so people ask, why are there so many English Bible translations? It all goes back to this, because instead of a text received by all that was overwhelming number of Greek manuscripts, you now have a, a text in flux that God did not preserve his word, but we're trying to reconstruct it. So let's get started. Again, thanks for being here. Do check out our other podcasts, and please subscribe have a lot of proofs for the Christian religion and the accuracy of the Bible. So we're just glad you're here. In the year 1814, getting into studylight.org, Dr. Lawrence published uh, objections to the Greisbach system, many of which were unfounded. Some of his observations, now this writing is from the 1800s and 19th century as well, are pertinent and fair, more are irrelevant. He does not show much appreciation for the comparative value of manuscripts and text and reasons and a sort of mechanical method against Griesbeck. It's evident that he was somewhat prejudiced against Alexandrian recension. Observations like the following show an animus against the German critic, too much dazzled perhaps by the splendor of intricate and perplexing research. He overlooked what lay immediately before him when he threw his critical bowl among the established theories of his predecessors. He too hastily attempted to set up his own without having first totally demolished theirs, forgetting that the very nerve of his criticism was a principle of hostility to every standard text. And that's remarks upon the systematic classification of manuscripts adopted by Griesbeck, page 57. The pamphlet of the Oxford scholar is now almost forgotten, yet it produced considerable effect at the time of its appearance when the reprinting of Griesbeck's Greek text in England was associated with the active dissemination of Unitarian tenets, and the accomplished German himself was unjustly charged with leaning to similar views. Now, there's different branches of Unitarianism. Some are Christocentric Unitarians, basically denying the Trinity, but keeping the divinity of Jesus. Most of the times, and especially today, but even in those days when you said Unitarian, that, you know, there was, again, there was a Celebrationistic aspect, but usually it was the denial of the deity of Jesus Christ. And so they're saying that Griesbach was being accused of that and that the new Bible, instead of teaching the deity of Jesus, was uh, leaning towards, um, in Griesbeck's case, Unitarianism. And a lot of that has to do with 1 Timothy 3, 
God was manifested in the flesh versus he was manifested in the flesh. In America, Mr. Norton subsequently, and I love this word, and met adverted, and I mispronounced it, and anim adverted, anim adverted. I love the word, always have, obviously I can't pronounce it well, upon the same system which considerable acuteness and plausibility. It is evidently, evident, however, they did not fully understand all Christbeck's sentiments. He had not studied the peculiar readings of manuscripts, the quotations of the fathers, the characteristics of ancient versions. He has urged some objections forcibly and conclusively against the adoption of the system. So what he's saying is, is Greisbach did all the work. Then you had a critic come along, kind of like the guy criticizing the King James Version back in the day. It started with a B, I guess, not Bergdorf. I can't remember his name. <laughs> Anyhow, we're going to stop there and keep going tomorrow and just say, God bless you. Thanks for being with us. And this is all valuable history on where you got your Bible and why you can trust your Bible. So God bless. We'll talk with you later. Maybe make a journal or notebook of things you find interesting. You'll have a power-packed apologetics library in no time at all. God bless you. Bye-bye.